you're either in one of two categories. You're either in the category of the high achieving kid in school growing up, everybody talked about how smart you were. And this high achieving doesn't have to necessarily be in grades. This can be in the arts. If maybe you were really creative, it could be in sports, uh, but you were looked at as like high achieving. You were really good at something or you were the one that struggled with a lot of different things. And there was a lot of pressure put on you in the sense of maybe not pressure, maybe more of uh, attention at the fact that like you weren't performing. And I find that there can probably be people in the middle, but I feel like you're either in one of these two categories and you're either in one of these two categories. If you are someone with ADHD, you were either the person with ADHD that did really, really well in school or maybe really well in sports or really well in art because you were able to focus. And so you were able to lock it in. You were good at something or you were someone with ADHD who just straight up struggled and maybe you like high achieved in one area but you didn't high achieve in another that was me like I was not high achieving at all in school I struggled pretty pretty heavily um you know I could not study and still get decent grades in some subjects but then there were other subjects where like I barely passed like I barely graduated high school because I kept getting such low grades in math like I failed math so many times and I graduated with a d but I graduated and then when I went to college, it was the same thing. Math was just really hard for me, but I was great at sports. I played volleyball for 13 years. I was the captain of the team in my high school. I was captain in college. I was rookie of the year. Um, my freshman year, I was MVP my senior year. We went to the championship or won the championship in our conference three years out of four. We went to NCAAs. And, and so I was, you know, hyping myself up for a second, but I was good at sports. But when it came to school, especially math and science, I just struggled. There were reasons for that, of course, was not interested in school. If you are someone with ADHD, you know, we can focus hella tight on things that we like, but when it comes to things that we don't like, absolutely no interest. The reason why I want to talk about this is because the title of today's podcast it is the uncomfortable truth about ADHD and high achievement. And so this is going to be a part of a four-part series um, called ADHD High Achiever Reality Check. And this is for those of you that are in either of those categories. So even though you may be like, wait, the second category you said I was just like on the struggle bus. The reason why I'm still putting you in this category is because a lot of times, maybe not all, so maybe not everybody resonates with this, but what I found in my own work, I'm talking to other people with ADHD, there are people who obviously are the high achievers, again, whether you're high achieving in school, in arts, or in sports, that obviously, you know, you were a high achiever. But the other category, even if you struggled, a lot of times because you were criticized in some way, or there was a lot of attention around the things that you were doing well with. A lot of times we've grown up and we are now trying to prove ourselves. We really struggle with constructive criticism. We are so hard on ourselves. We are people pleasers. And so we're high achieving in a different way because we are trying to prove that we are as good as we hope to be. And because we maybe didn't know that we had ADHD growing up and people weren't there to support us in the way that we needed to, we are constantly trying to make up for lost time. And so I still consider you a high achiever because maybe you're just high achieving and people pleasing. Maybe you're just trying to people please your way into people's hearts and to let people know, hey, I'm worthy. I'm good enough. 
I do good things. I might not be good at school. I might not be good at art. I might not be good at sports, but I'm good at something. And if people pleasing is what it is, and it could even just be being a mom. Maybe you're like a high achieving mom. And that's like where you put your, your whole purpose and passion. And you're trying to prove that you're a really great mom or a really great partner, or really good at your job. So I really do think that if you have ADHD, there's definitely a chance that you're high achieving or trying to be high achieving in some way. But the other piece of this that I noticed with high achievers is that a lot of times, and I know you've heard this before, but a lot of times we were looked at, if you were the high achieving in some area, school, art, sports, they were looked at maybe as the golden child, maybe as the gifted kid, maybe better than your siblings. And then once ha what happened? You got to college, you got into the real world and you realized, oh, there are people that are just as, if not smarter than me, that doesn't make you good or bad. But you realize that, you realize that you're not an anomaly. You're not the only one good at sports. You're not the only one good at arts. You're not the only one good at learning. And that is such a wake-up call. And I know that is so hard, but let's talk about some uncomfortable truths today. What is good, my people? Welcome to Tough Love Talks with Alexis, where we say fuck fear. We stop sending invites to our pity party and get confident and clear on exactly what we want. If you want motivation and guidance on better habits, real consistency, failing forward, showing up exactly as you are, and the inspiration to make it happen, you are in the right place. No matter what phase of life you're in, I'm here to inspire you to make more money, less excuses, and say yes to everything. I'm your performance coach and what my friends like to call the queen of helping you get your shit together. This is a place for less information and more about getting a fire lit under your ass to take action and stop settling for good and go for great. I'm here to serve up some tough love. So get your big girl panties on because we're jumping in. What is good, my people? Possibly high achievers? I don't know if you're like Alexis. Listen, I've never been a high achiever. Remember what I said in the beginning, are you high achieving in other areas now? Maybe you weren't even a high achiever when you were younger, because a lot of times it's the high achievers in the beginning in school. And then later on, you either get to the point where you constantly are chasing after perfectionism to keep that high achieving, or you become a super rebellious person. And now you just like can't hold yourself accountable to anything because you're rebelling against your own self because you've just been high achieving for so long. So maybe you started as a high achiever and now you're one of the two now again, perfectionism or rebellion, or you're somebody who didn't high achieve when you were younger. And, but now you're trying to prove yourself and high achieving through people, pleasing, being a good partner, parent, you get the idea. We already talked about it, right? So the thing about this is if you were looked at, let's say you're in the first category where you're looked at as gifted or the golden child, you have put this mat or you or other people or everybody have put this massive pressure on yourself to keep performing. And so now again, you're either in one of these categories. We're going off on these, all these branches. You're either in the category of you are still a perfectionist. You're still trying to prove yourself, still trying to keep up with that persona. Or what I find with honestly more of my clients, even though I do deal with a lot of perfectionists, but a lot of clients will become rebellious and now, now they're procrastinating and they don't know why because they're like, I know I need to be doing things, but like, I literally just don't feel like it. And it's because you've been pushing yourself, putting so much pressure on yourself for so fucking long that you're just, your, your nervous system has learned that you burn yourself out. So it's like, I'm piecing the fuck out. I'm not doing this. And so, or if, again, if you're in the other category, these first two categories I talk about, 
this other category of now you're high achieving. Maybe you weren't and now you are. You're you're trying to people please. You're trying to outdo yourself. You're trying to push, 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 push to prove that you are worthy. Either way, we constantly have our foot on the gas pedal and we don't feel like we're worthy and we're trying to spend our days proving our worth through our work, through our relationships, through love, sex, money, whatever it is. We are trying to push and we have our foot on the gas pedal and we never take it off. And then we wonder why we're constantly struggling. And so one like side note I want to share with you, and this is just like getting ahead of myself, but I just want to share this before I forget, is you can push. You can be high achieving without it absolutely draining every ounce of your being. And so what I do when I like to go hard, so I like to use this analogy of keeping your foot on the gas pedal. I've probably used this in the podcast before, but you want to put your foot on the gas pedal and you want to sometimes have your pinky toe on it because you're relaxing, you're taking a break, you're doing a detox. And sometimes you're going to have their whole foot down on the gas all the way to the floor. And I think that having moments of push and series of, or seasons of push in your life, and then seasons of relaxation is a great way to be. You don't have to do it that way, but that's going to help you find the balance between, I don't have to be high achieving constantly. And I just want you to know from this point on moving forward in the podcast, I'm going to refer to high achieving, but know that you could be in any of those categories that I talked about in the beginning, but you can remind yourself that you don't have to be so high achieving all the time. It's okay to have your pinky on the toe or three toes or the whole foot on the gas pedal. But if you try to constantly have your foot down on the gas, then you're going to wonder why you're procrastinating later on down the road. But I'm in this series, we're, we're, we're giving a reality check to my high achievers. And so with today's podcast, I want to talk about some some, uh, you know, the, the title of this is the uncomfortable truth about ADHD and high achieving. And so I want to talk about some misconceptions that are harmful to people with ADHD, again, especially those, those high achievers. So misconception number one is that ADHD is all about hyperactivity. And so the thing is, is not all people with ADHD struggle with this. And so there might be some people who are high performers who can be overlooked or not taken seriously if they don't seem to fit the bill. So if you're someone who has ADHD and you aren't hyperactive, there can be some times where when it comes to some content you see on social media and things you're trying to do to improve and get better that you're like, well, that doesn't really apply to me because they're talking about hyperactivity. Now I've noticed that over the years, not as many accounts do this. Um, I think they've realized that there's a balance that not everybody with ADHD has hyperactivity. And so this one's not necessarily something that I think is like as accurate as it has been in the past, but I do think that it can still be taken into account because I know plenty of people with ADHD that are way more even keeled. And so it's, it's just something to, to think about, but let's get into some of the other ones that I think are actually a little bit more, um, I just wanted to touch on that, but a little bit more, more, um, relevant essentially. So Another thing is that ADHD is a childhood disorder that individuals outgrow. This drives me crazy because I see so many people finally getting a late diagnosis and they hadn't got it before because they, you know, thought that they, you, they would just grow out of it. That, so that's just something you struggle with in school or when you're a kid and it doesn't ADHD stays with you, but you could just navigate it more. You have a fully formed frontal lobe. You can make better decisions, but it like, it does not disappear when you grow up, right? So high achievers can still struggle as adults. So the, the reason why I'm sharing these misconceptions just to say is that one, to help you feel seen and to help you understand that like, if you are someone who was looked at as a high achiever and you're still struggling now, 
you have to remember that like all of these things are still going to follow you just because you push yourself, just because you're a high achiever, just because you are trying to accomplish all the things doesn't take away your ADHD. You sometimes I think my high achievers can forget that it's like, okay to struggle or like, okay to have ADHD. We're just like, oh no, I'm high achieving. So I just get shit done and, and I shouldn't have to struggle with it. Or I should just be able to focus. It's that's just not the case. Another misconception is that ADHD is a result of laziness or a lack of intelligence, which we know is not the case. For my high achievers, um, this it might seem kind of counterintuitive because it's like, hey, I'm a high achiever. I'm supposed to be smart. But this makes it so we work double time to prove ourselves. Because if we do struggle with focus, if we do struggle with um, you know, executive function and planning and time management, we can, th we can think that, and sometimes when people don't understand, they can look at us as being, oh, this person's just lazy or they're, they don't care about other people's time when it really is ADHD. So now we're already high achieving and now we're double down, double downing, is that a thing? We're doubling down to prove that we're not lazy and that we do have a lot of intelligence. Um, and this is also why a lot of us struggle with rejection sensitivity dysphoria, because like even the slightest bit of constructive criticism, it's like, oh, okay, now I have to prove myself. Now we got to go, go after it. Right. Um, so because all of these misconceptions and there's many more, but because of these, a lot of people with ADHD are going to struggle with overcommitting burnout, which we already talked about. Executive function is still an issue. Obviously this doesn't just go away. So while you have so much potential to do amazing things, that potential can be held back by very trivial things like time management, memory, and focus. And that can be so frustrating. We live in this like the dichotomy in our brain of like, why do I feel so smart and creative yet simple things seem to make me struggle like fucking crazy? It's so frustrating. And I just want to like say that to help you feel seen because I get it. And with this, we can also tend to be impulsive, which makes our decision making suffer even more because people with ADHD just are naturally impulsive. I am like the most impulsive person I know. I've really had to work on it because like I will see a puppy I like and buy it. I will see a ticket to go somewhere and I'll buy it. I will, you know, I just, I just am impulsive, right? And so that can make our decisions suffer, which then has a ripple effect in other areas in our life. And then what do we have to do to make up for it? Continuously high achieve. And so with all of this, we just have a higher likelihood of anxiety, a higher likelihood of depression because everything that was just spoken about above, it's like this crazy mixture of all these things going on. So in order to navigate this as an ADHD or that is high achieving, I highly recommend revisiting my podcast episode 25, which is called how to make friends with your ADHD. And I talk about everything you can do, you can do to apply it. So I'm not going to go into that episode because I already have an episode for that. So check out that, that episode. It's literally like becoming a student with your ADHD. So if you want tips on that, go check that out. Cause that's not what this episode is about. It's more talking about just really just helping my high achievers get seen, but here are some bonuses. And I, and I probably talked about a little bit about this in that episode, but we're just touching on them again. So number one, seek professional support, whether that is a mentor. Um, and I'm not saying this to be self-serving, but I know what I have to offer is helpful. I am a mentor. I'm a life coach and a business coach that has ADHD that has struggled with it my entire life. And I work with people with ADHD. So whether you want it to be somebody like that, you want a therapist or something, make sure that they specialize in things with neurodivergent people or people with ADHD so this, they can understand you a little bit better. People with ADHD, we tend to want to figure things out all on our own. And so getting support and getting help can feel weak. I promise you that it's not. Also medication. I am not one of those people that says that you have to, you know, raw dog life without medication. If you're not, everybody's the same. It's the same with depression. Not everybody 
with depression needs medication, but not everybody with depression can go without it. Sometimes you need it. So you may be that you might be that person. I highly recommend trying some some resources, and I talk about this in the podcast without medication just to see how you do, like improve your sleep, improve your nutrition, exercise, all the things that you can benefit from to see how you manage without it. But if you feel like you really are just on the struggle bus, you've done all those things and you're still struggling, there's nothing wrong with that. And then set realistic goals. My high achievers, we tend to be so much harder on ourselves. So be realistic. Don't overdo it. I know it's hard to like set small incremental goals, but I promise it's going to help you get so much further. We need to celebrate the small wins. Also making sure that you're utilizing utilizing technology. I highly recommend Asana. I've been teaching this to my clients, my mastermind clients. I'm doing it currently in a three-day workshop that I have going on about being really productive and and getting off your phone. So I'm not going to get into that. If you're interested in learning more about Asana and you might want me to possibly talk about it a little bit on the podcast, much easier on a video, let me know, send me a DM. Um, but you know, any technology or apps that you're going to use that you're actually going to benefit from, don't use a million apps. I really like using one and I use Asana and I use Notion for other things, but I use Asana for almost everything. Um, and then, so some, some last, last things is like join a community, whether that's a community of other people with ADHD, um, even just starting a group chat with other ADHD or so whatever you want to do, be around people that are going to help you feel seen and heard. And even just listening to a podcast and following other accounts. But again, I talk about that on the other episode. I'm starting a new segment and there's going to be some more segments coming, but I'm going to be announcing those soon because there's some other new exciting announcements that I cannot wait to share with you, but I can't share yet. But I'm going to start a new segment where I'm going to answer questions on the podcast. So we'll do one a day or one a day, one every podcast. And so I'm going to include a link in the show notes. That's going to be a little type form for you to submit questions. If you want your questions answered, drop them in there. I will shout you out. If you want me to, you can, I can keep you anonymous. I will like, obviously put this on the form. If you want me to shout you out and shout out your Instagram. Awesome. Um, and, uh, if not, you know, that's totally fine. Um, but we're going to do that. So I'm going to answer some questions on the podcast, which I'm really excited about. So check the show notes. If you want to submit that also a reminder, rate the pod five-star review. It means the absolute world to me and helps the podcast out so much. I love you all your TLAT of the week. What do did you or do you currently high achieve at? Is it smarts? Is it creativity? Is it charisma? Is it sports? Is it people pleasing? Even if it's not something that you're really proud of high achieving, what is that currently? And then we're going to have a check-in on Friday. But I just want to know what that is. So I'm sending you mad love. Peace out. XOXO, your tough love coach. Thank you so much for being a part of this little community that I am so passionate about growing. If you vibe with what we are doing here over on the Tough Love Coach podcast, I'd love to invite you to join us in the TLC, which is my Tough Love Collective. The goal of my process, my business, my Instagram, and my podcast is to help people with accountability, routines, habits, consistency, discipline, and showing up without fear and full authenticity. So with my Tough Love Collective, I wanted to create an environment for those who want accountability to help them take action on their goals, create unwavering consistency and high respected levels of discipline. It's less about more information and more about the accountability to increase task initiation and self-motivation to take that action. We have two calls a month, one training and live coaching an ongoing Instagram group chat for support. And we even have three weekly focus hours on zoom where you can body double with me to get accountability on whatever you need to get done, whether that's working out, working, reading, running your business, whatever it is, but I'm here to hold space for you. 
You already know what to do. You have so much information to get there. Why don't you join a community built to help hold you accountable to actually implement it all? Check the show notes to learn how to be a part of the family. Lastly, here's your reminder to give the podcast a five-star review on Spotify or even better, a written review on Apple Podcasts. As I'm sure you've heard, it helps out the pod so much and I appreciate it more than you know. I love you so much. Sending all my love. Peace out.